0: Today on CodePen Radio. Hey, everybody! Is CodePen Radio number three hundred and forty-six, and I have a special guest with me today, who's done some uh, incredible work on CodePen. That's how I know of him. But but then, as you'll find out, has done incredible work all over the place and in different mediums. And I'm so interested to to hear more about that. It's uh, Mr. Ben Evans. How you doing, Ben?
1: Hello, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored.
0: <laughs> oh well, it's my pleasure, really. There, there. Um, there's been a few things that you've put on CodePen, kind of over the years, that I think have blown a lot of people's minds. If so, it's possible that you know they're listening to, they've seen those things and are listening to those podcasts and can put those things together. A couple of them are like a a CS only portrait of like a child's face, um, Isla or Isla. that's your daughter. I didn't know. Just incredible. And then a still life. I maybe was one of the first ones I saw of a glass of water and lemons. And more recently, this big (laughs) mechanical monster with, with legs and, and, and done, you know, you always put pure CSS in the title. So it's one of those things when people see that they're like, are you kidding me? you know how what kind of uh, what kind of magic allows that to happen so i'd love to talk about that but then when you you know your website is tinydesign.co.uk when you pop over to that it's very old i have not i neglect i see yeah, the, the the old personal website problem but even if it's old it's still things that you've literally done and you can go and see oh gosh ben has done you know he's just like us we just done just website builds and wordpress and whatever else for 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 disney and has some marvel and some interesting clients and just kind of responsive design work and that that type of thing but then also painting and sculpture and drawing and all kinds of uh, uh artwork too that has nothing to do with computers or at least not on the surface so there's a lot going on there ben <laughs> yeah well i started off doing painting obviously
1: and uh kind of went to went to college to do a foundation course in art and design and a foundation course is uh i don't know what you call it in america but you try
0: everything like to see which you like best ah uh, interesting like i don't know what i want to do for when i when i grow up so let me try it all okay yeah so i tried it all
1: and then you're supposed to sort of pick one and then go to university or something with that one you could pick but i couldn't ever actually decide what to do huh. i enjoyed course so much
0: ah interesting Um, so yeah yeah, i covered quite was art just one of the things that you try in foundation course no they're all art so they're all art i did
1: animation to start with then i did fine art then i did illustration and then i actually went to university to do illustration but then i went back and did i did i did did a foundation course three times
0: i went (laughs) back and did um uh, sculpture. Sculpture. Yeah, I see some photos of. I know. I know you consider your own website old, but there's some like you know, <laughs> one that you listed as uh, concrete and moss as the as the <laughs> the mediums in use. Which is, you yeah, I see moss listed very often as a as a thing. Okay. <laughs> So if we fast forward a little bit and get to talk about the CSS stuff, and then and then I think it'll be interesting to to circle back and see how it's all related in a way. I think when people see something like a CSS portrait, it'd be interesting to to cover like the basic questions of what somebody might ask, and then and then and see if that matches up with what you've actually been asked. And part of it is holy holy cow, how you know? Like what is it? Tell me how it's done it's
1: not it's pretty
0: basic stuff it's just moving dibs
1: around and into different shapes and sizes
0: (laughs) so quite literally there's no you didn't design special software that you know just happens to output in that way or that helps you find i wish i was clever enough to do
1: that but sadly sadly not i just spend ages moving dibs around
0: (laughs) absolutely so so but and but is it layer you know, if you're talking about how you would do an oil painting, you'd probably start with some found foundations and build up kind of vertically yeah, from yeah, there.
1: I worked from the first ones I did, I worked out that you can't use Z index. So you can't correct your layers mistakes. Okay. Quite easily with Z index because it doesn't work uh I think it was iOS it didn't work on. So you have to sort of plan ahead and work from
0: the back. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, interesting. So don't even, don't even try if you, if the, if Z index comes up in something this complex, just, uh, just start over or, or move the Dom around.
1: Uh, you can just move, the, move the stuff around. Yeah. Yeah. You have to work from the back, but I kind of, I did a, I did a few paintings on the back of glass before. So I, I was aware of, you had to work the wrong way around for that. So you had to start at the foreground because that was on the back of the glass, which would be the front.
0: Oh my and then you gosh! Just have to work backwards to the back, and just even have to sign it backwards because it'd be the other way around. Wow! But so not the case here. At least with this, you could kind of, if you needed to go down to the bottom, you you, you temporarily you, you could right. You could comment semant- on some. It's stuff. semantically correct. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but I noticed you didn't. You don't always stay away from things like pseudo elements and stuff. Is that is that because you want some like tight connection between? one element and another
1: i'm a bit obsessed with using as least html as possible which means i use every part of the every i say div but i don't call them divs i just make up make up
0: something sure make up something
1: um but yeah so i use i use the div and the before and the after and yeah. do whatever I can. I don't go into like Lynn flish's standards of making everything in one div.
0: <laughs> right, where she uses, yeah, you know, comma separated shadows and gradients and all that to get a bunch of quote unquote free elements, I guess. <laughs> so What else is, is, is to know there? So you're like, I mean, some of this stuff has, you know, just looking at the portrait of your daughter, There's there's hair, you know how many how many divs do you need for hair and you just you just you just you add a couple and then you're like no that's not enough i need i need 82 yeah, more
1: they're all, all in different ways depending on which kind of bit, how that bit of hair looks so some of it's stripy backgrounds in or older, older um radial backgrounds some of them are just lots of divs Um next to each other yeah that's usually the easy way because you can
0: just repeat it right 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 so so that's not always it's not always just a some of these are it's an every trip every trick in the book right there's yeah shadow and gradient
1: that's the the fun that's what i love about it is you get to a bit your section you want to do and you go well how am i going to do this with the css and just Mm -hmm. boxes?" and so you have to kind of work out the best way to achieve it Like with the portrait one, I think I went a bit too far and it kills most people with browsers. It's too much, (laughs) too much going on. So I try to avoid that. Although my last one was a bit, my um, vacuum from space is a bit
0: heavy. Yeah. It's the opposite way around on my computer that the the vacuum from space kills it, but the portrait is fine. You never know. You never know. That That is the pain of too much DOM though, I guess. It's just. Just, yeah, it just can't do I'm it. Trying to, I'm <laughs>
1: trying to find the balance. It's difficult for the vacuum from space. I tried to avoid using um, like uh, image filters as much, um,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: masking, to see if that helped. But no, it doesn't sound me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: interesting what what's what's so fascinating to me about these, I mean, you know there's there's a hundred things I could list, but like some like I wouldn't even know how to draw one piece of hair, let alone every other thing going on here because in C you know CSS doesn't give you a way to draw like a a curve that isn't just a kind of kind of boring, you know, like border radius you can do a little bit with it but it's you know it'll end up looking like border radius you know but you have curves that you know seem to follow any any curve that mimics reality here so wow you know (laughs) so i always think of like do you ever get that like why why not svg or something which i don't really like the premise of that because it's like i you know why not use any other kind of technology but but surely it crossed your mind
1: yeah uh so yeah kind of well, just to go back to the point. The, the hair is quite. It's just a box shadow on a border radius, so you can it sort of it sort of gets narrower, so it looks more like hair, and you can mix colors up. Oh,
0: that's yeah. how you get the tapering at the end. Is that it? Kind of, it's cut off by the nature of the box shadows only the on one yeah. side of the element. Because um. you just got on one
1: side. Um, and to go back to the other thing, I, I originally start fell into doing css drawing uh, i was illustrating i, I was right i was writing a book or trying to write a book i'm not very good at writing i'm dyslexic so was, i'm terrible at it mm. but i thought i'd push my boundaries and go for a write a story and illustrate the story and so it was laziness that i couldn't be bothered to get a illustration package i couldn't i couldn't afford one really and i didn't really want to pick up a paper and pen so i thought i'll just do it with the CSS.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. So so if you if you had something like the latest copy of Adobe Illustrator or something, maybe you would have reached for that. But that costs yeah, money and divs don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Wow. Pretty-
0: yeah. But yeah, I do I do do I've always worked in illustrator and uh Corel drawers are well always one of my favorite things, which is a old thing. Is it like? Does it feel like a hundred times easier to use CorelDraw than Divs, or was it? Is it feel almost somewhat similar? It's similar, really. Yeah,
1: that's... Uh, CorelDraw is more well; it's more like drawing and like technical drawing, whereas drawing the CSS is more like painting. I think hmm. because you're layering it up.
0: Yeah, the the layering, interesting. I just think of some of those, like you know, those primitive UX experiences, like having a pen tool where you just like click here and then click and drag and produce a curve. That that seems so much, I don't know, somehow more what I expect from drawing. Whereas you know, in HTML, you got to be like, you know, angle bracket (laughs) body part, and then move over to a CSS panel and. Think of the X Y position of it, and so hey, yours are often are, um, are, are, are are scalable as well, aren't they? So that's a that's an interesting side effect of that. It where so I think if you know, s- certainly a lot of drawings are are just kind of exact coordinates. You've you've managed to not do that. In fact, even the vacuum from space guys is, is beyond just scalable, but also has some movement to it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, See, so yeah, I, I think I've made all of them responsive uh I'm sort of very used to doing responsive stuff. Right. And it's quite I mean the first one I did the glass was I used em em to make it um and then just scaled the M depending on the width to make it responsive and then I've moved on to rem when I realized that was far better. <laughs> 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 so it's it's pretty easy to do. You just you just use rem for everything and then you scale the font size, the root font size with the browser, browser width, by uh,
0: but there's no JavaScript. You don't have to do it that no, way. It's it would... is, so the the root font size is a view a view width. Oh, a viewport unit or whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what so a... everything hangs off that. So it just scales itself. It's quite simple. Oh my gosh. So there's no really hardly any trickery at all. You just set that. You set that. Root font size once, so rem was easier. Though it was m, the trouble is occasionally you like to do nesting, right? So if yeah. if you have some area of the drawing that it's easier to position things, I don't know with more localized coordinates. It's yeah. I mean, you can use m in some cases if you need to
1: do that based on if they like different sizes. Yeah,
0: I'm a rem guy myself, but I also I'm not a CSS painter. I just. <laughs> set font sizes on websites. (laughs) This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Notion. Learn more and get started for free at Notion.so. You know, not all work collaboration tools are created equal. Some help you organize your company's information, you know, like wiki or, I don't know, folders full of Word files or whatever. Others allow you to manage projects together, so they're designed for, like you know, specifically for project management only. Notion does both and more, really. I think it's kind of famous for that. Like, "Ah, I used to use these three tools and now I just use Notion. And it can happen organically. It's not like Notion on purpose is like, put your to-do lists over here put your wiki over here it's not regimented like that it does it in a more like soft spoken elegant way where it's just documents and you organize the documents how you want and these documents are nested and they can really be anything they can look like a document they can look like a Checklists—they can look like a database or spreadsheet of information that you can access all over the place. They can have synced blocks, and they can have—you know—the the, the design of them is is just it's just beautiful, and you can really do anything with it. We use it for all kinds of stuff at CodePen ourselves. We use it for we use it for managing projects and having displaying our databases like Kanban boards, where people have tickets and they're assigned to them, and they're dragging them around and having conversations in them. Uh, but we use it to take notes for what's happening during our week. We use it as a company database for things like employees and information about them. We, I use it to take private notes and to have uh, little meeting notes between me and my co-founder. Things like that. Notion can do all of this stuff. It's really been game-changing over the years for us at CodePen. And really every other project I work on, I make a new workspace. Uh, in notion you can check it out on your own and invite as many other people as you want see how it works take the first step toward an organized happy team today again at notion.so well well amazing what have what have other people asked i'm sure you know i have i have questions of my own but like when this when these go out usually they make a bit of a stir right you get some you know i'm sure you watch the comments roll in any number of places i'm sure they blow up on reddit and whoever knows what else you know what do people say you know i'm sure it's it's mostly amazement but uh it's mostly wow well or something like that but uh or
1: the most common other one is why <laughs> and, right yeah i don't really know why other than it's, uh, I like to push boundaries, and I think it was Lynn, one of Lynn Fisher's YouTube videos where she said that you can only become a master at something by understanding it completely. So you have to push the boundaries to the limits, which is kind of what I'm trying to achieve by <laughs> By breaking everyone's browsers in the process.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's kind of an unfortunate side effect. I wish that wasn't, (laughs) don't you wish that wasn't the case? That you could load one of these up and it would just, it would cause no problems, whatever. But I guess then you're not finding the limit, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find the limit. I do go a bit extreme sometimes. (laughs) So, yeah, I think you answered the why pretty well. You know, there was some, there's definitely some interesting stuff in there about. And also, I think if you were gonna, let's say you just chose SVG instead, you, I, to me it would be the same. It would be the same struggle. You know, you'd be just using a different syntax, but you'd be doing the same type of work. It would just be, you know, using the path syntax instead of a transform and positioning, and it would be just trading one thing for the other.
1: The thing I like about CSS is you're not supposed to do use it for that, so it's like breaking the rules. Whereas SVG, I mean, that's what it's for. So that's, that's true. A bit boring. <laughs> and and uh, I like the way that event as browsers change, those things start to fall apart fall apart. To like a bit like every every drawing, a bit like a sandcastle, so it eventually like disintegrates over time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that will because there's enough fancy CSS stuff in use here. That I wonder if, you know, 10 years from now, if you loaded this up in a browser, will it render exactly the same? Or will there be subtle I think things? There was that quite make... a big change recently to um,
1: 3D transforms that, that broke mm. quite a lot of it. I noticed a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, no, nothing. My code pen's well because of the 3D transforms.
0: Yeah, right. And that's just one thing, right? In the 10 years, there'll probably be probably be more. God, it reminds me of something that. Oh, that's terrible radio, when the host is trying to remember something. But I feel like there was a, there was a, something like this. I don't know if it was a CSS drawing, but it but it kind of showed screenshots over the years, and it did deteriorate like a sandcastle, like it, it, it progressed, it progressively got it might worse. Might have
1: been Diane's uh, first one.
0: Yeah, I think that is what it is, because she's she's yeah she's been at it for a while, and browsers have evolved since that first one. How interesting. Yeah. Or, or, or or maybe this is what it was. Somebody took, picked it up and they, and they tried to load it in like IE6 or something and see, and like, what does it look like in a browser that doesn't support border radius? And it ended up looking terrible, but interesting, you know, that, yeah. (laughs) like picasso yeah exactly exactly uh i was going to ask you about art school in that and that you did it not but not only art school but all these foundation courses as as well so what 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 how would you end up in in tech then is it what's the story of the life story i
1: think the case was that i couldn't find i kept doing the foundation course because i no. i couldn't really find the thing that i was really wanting to do Mm mm-hmm and so I dropped out and became a manager in a cook shop.
0: Well, there you go.
1: And then they needed a website, so I decided to build it and learned and taught myself how to build it from basically Googling stuff. Yeah. And basically looking you know, at
0: your, your CSS trick, trick site. <laughs> well, that's funny. So, yeah, for, you know, some people have the, you know, I was in a band and we needed a website. You were at a, at a restaurant. Oh, yeah. and yeah. I was a yeah. band of course that was that was before the cook shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so many so many stories like that i i love that too you know and and but you know there there must have been something else there you know like some desire to create and desire to share even even what was it this week you have a a new pen where there's some kind of calligraphy or scripted text and then you Use CSS techniques to kind of <laughs> replicate that. Pretty interesting, but it's accompanied by a YouTube video, so there must be some kind of desire in there to to about to share process. Yeah, I really want to be good at
1: making YouTube videos, but I'm really bad at it at the moment.
0: <laughs> just yet another yet another tech skill to to. Um, yeah, I want to get into it more, but I'm
1: I'm struggling to find a piece of software that can make stop motion stop motion as well
0: you work for eight hours nobody wants to watch an eight eight hour youtube video yeah, right so i just
1: i screenshot every single movement and i've just got this huge bank of screenshots that i just copy paste into something mm. there's something i can't find
0: <laughs> there's got to be something i bet it's you know i bet you could do it at the os level like uh tell your computer to take a screenshot automatically of your entire screen every eight seconds or or whatever it is yeah maybe i'm I'm sure you'll find it i had a a designer i worked with back when i worked at at wufu who wanted to get into that but from a not boring but just like ux design thing like i'm literally going to sit down for four hours in you know figma or sketch or something and just i want people to see what it's like all the mistakes i make and the weird things that i try and and watch stop motion of that and he figured it out somehow and i feel like that's what it was it was he certainly didn't hit Command Shift Four every or whatever, you know. <laughs> but that's what you did, huh? That that's how you made that latest video. Well, uh,
1: yeah, that, yeah. So that's how I've made videos of all of them, and I always just do a screenshot of every single movement as I do it. So it does; it's quite easy to do. Yeah,
0: there. So it's it, it's locked in your mind, like oh, there's a little moment, boop, and you hit the key command.
1: I basically press Control F five and then press um, Windows Print Screen every time.
0: Yeah, and they just plop into a folder, and then you. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the the next part after that becomes easier. You found a, a way to automate a series of images into a
1: video. I hope. But that's the problem I'm having. Everyone I find, I probably have to pay for one. But everyone I find, uh always the last one was a bit blurry, and the one before oh. that was really bad UI. I couldn't get used to. It. <clears throat> but anyway, the the latest codepen the pipe. Mm-hmm. Was supposed to be at every, every now and again. I keep going back to the same thing of trying to write procedural, procedural generated CSS, mm. and that's how that started. I thought i will just copy uh, Magritte's pipe and do it with procedural generated CSS. But I worked out after doing about I don't know, hundred lines of it that it looked like I hadn't. It looked like I'd used some software to do it. So I thought.
0: Oh, so you're talking like maybe like a use loops and math and stuff to do it. Yeah.
1: The loop would fill the variables from a map, and the map would just be every single
0: rem and percentage. So we can't see that one because you threw it away or whatever. You didn't like the result. I
1: put put a screenshot of the start of it on Twitter, but Mm. then I abandoned it and thought it'd just be interesting to make Magritte pipe. 3D. You, if you, it's really difficult to make a tube three-dimensional. So I thought that would be my challenge for
0: that one. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. You know, it's... Uh, so you, you kind of hover over it in different spots, and it turns left to right and top to bottom. And uh, so what's the trick? Is it too, uh, is it too secret?
1: <laughs> no. It, the, the top of it and the tip of it are both actual dimensional and then the rest is flat but apart from i'm moving the shininess oh. around to make it look 3d it doesn't it's not perfect but it's It's it'll do
0: <laughs> yeah you could be fooled here because there's no you know there's there's basic 3d stuff in css right but that like you're saying just the really it's just the the top of the pipe and what's what's the other part that you you said you used you mean in, by that you mean like literally trans translate 3d right yeah It's uh, rotated on the uh,
1: x-axis and the
0: y-axis yeah but not the whole thing because there's no every time you see 3d tutorials in css it's like a cube you know but like you'd have to have a lot
1: of divs to map the wrap the whole thing into a into a, the cone shape that it is yeah Yeah, they'd be about
0: about a two (laughs) pixels wide each right yeah i see i see yeah even if even if you see something that isn't a cube it looks like the complexity immediately skyrockets you know something that has six sides instead of four or whatever and Mm -hmm. and and to make it circle you just have to fake it right you'd have to have 200 of them or something i'm sure that'll be your next thing though
1: (laughs) Yeah, I keep
0: messing around with 3D a bit. The the
1: vacuum had uh, sort of parallax scrolling, but not proper 3D. But the, the reason I did that one is because the vacuum from space was because um, I wanted everything. Most of the other things I've done before were copies from photographs, whereas this one couldn't possibly be a copy of a photograph because it's something that doesn't exist. So right. I wanted to do something completely original and not so there's no actual that image doesn't exist anywhere other than there it's not mm-hmm. a tracing of anything it's just there but i i had to learn blender in order to work out how to draw the machine
0: <laughs> no kidding really so and then but couldn't you you could have output from blender but then didn't then started uh, over yeah well
1: i kind of traced the image of blender but Tracing, tracing is quite hard. Um, the vid, the, my new video about the pipe is about tracing. Tracing is quite hard because once you've covered a bit up, you can't see it. So, it's not <laughs> as easy as you think.
0: <laughs> can't you like opacity zero point five or something? Yeah,
1: but then you can't really s- tell about how the levels of the shine and all that kind
0: of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to screw yourself one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I had a job one time where I my whole job was to was to cut uh, clipping paths over, over photographs. And it was like a place that sold furniture, but they had their in. Uh, you oh, know, I did in, that for when I built our shops. Website. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, nice. And it was, you know, I probably did 50 a day, you know, at least. And, and they didn't want just, they wanted each image to be saved as a Photoshop file with a variety of masks. So here's just the couch and here's the couch and the lamp and here's the couch and the family and the lamp all in one clipping path and then a separate clipping path for each, you know, so (laughs) it was the thing. And there was a lot of that, you know, you're, I need to trace around the edges just perfectly, but also I got to see what I'm doing. So the line can't have much thickness to it or be a color because otherwise you're covering, like you said, you're covering up the information that you need. Oh, fascinating. Uh, so, uh, But th- there's so many other things. You, you've made a CSS game as well, quite a fun one, actually, that kind of had a trick, you know, you have to click around and figure out what's going on with the game. It's not really teaching you the rules as it goes, but there's a kind of a win state at the end. Yet another art form that, you know, not everybody has. Like, just because you're good at CSS painting doesn't mean you're good at game design as well. Was that yet another, I don't know, challenge you decided to set your sights on? I just had the idea how to do it, it was
1: it's based on another game that's quite good that i can't remember the name of called townscape i think which is quite a fun game um and i just thought that would be fun to sort of if you sort of the original idea was sticking clicking on two um what they called um check boxes and sort of building a house as they sort of connect with each other they change mm-hmm that makes sense.
0: So it's that, it's that like checked selector in the CSS kind of powering powering it with, with the old tilde.
1: Yeah. And so, um, yeah, exactly. And so I mapped out a whole uh, sort of, I drew it, if it was four, if it was four squares across, you'd get a different image than if it was two squares across. So mm-hmm. I drew a different sort of house for each one. And then I realized about three months into it that there was, so many possible combinations that was impossible to do I've never finished so I had to work out a way to do it with just less combos with less combos but also get it to work so if you build up from the ground they come up as brick houses if you build up from the trees they they're like tree houses they're shed and if they mm-hmm. touch each other then you get a yellow house if it was once a tree house so there's sort of Lots of
0: <laughs> <laughs> weird little rules yeah.
1: in the background. To, so I just wanted so people could mess around with it, basically.
0: Yeah. And I had the right level of challenge where you definitely didn't just like click, click. click. Oh, I got it. You know, you definitely had to dig in there and think. And that's such a weird, weird thing to think of that you can, that CSS as a language is capable of expressing that. And the bit, the bit I found fun about it is well, because the code is on CodePen, you can, you can obviously hack it yourself to win if you want or you could read the code to work out how it went. <laughs> sure. I wonder how many people did. Probably a few, but it's more fun to click, certainly. And you'd have to, you know, it's a, just a different game to search through the code. It's not like it would be immediately obvious, probably. No. You, some people worked it out somehow from the...
1: the I left I left the uh, checkboxes up in the top corner. can't remember the checkboxes or radio buttons.
0: Oh, I see that you could just, uh, you could just cl- click those instead. And yeah, nice like a debug mode yeah <laughs> yeah that's great so i mean you know nobody's paying you to build that or these still lives certainly so this is certain this is just a, a just expression right just just uh, yeah it's just what i do in the evenings to pass time yeah it's a cr- it's a crossword puzzle for for ben evans i guess <laughs> <laughs> is there anything kind of do, do you do you keep an eye on browser tech? Or are you is there any particular like tech stuff you are you are interested in uh, coming down the pipe or anything like that? I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah, that would ch- that would change your capture your interest. That's okay.
1: The most recent one that happened was having um, gap into flex because I use flexbox all the time.
0: Oh, I bet, yeah, and
1: I didn't really get into grid that much. And grid's pretty is very similar to Flex, except you can do a few other things with it. And then when they put the gap from grid into flex, it like was game changing.
0: <laughs> I agree. That's such a big one. It was such a pain in the butt otherwise to have to think about, well, just I guess I'll use margin, but then I gotta remove it in one spot and it kind of messes up my math or whatever, because <laughs> I have to pick a yeah. I can't say I want the gap in the same like FR units or not even, or just flex sometimes just has no units with the flex grow and all that. It's, yeah. just so, yeah, it's like gap, one rem, call it a day. I love it. God, I, I was just messing with it this morning again and, and I just had two things next to each other and put a flex gap between them and it they, they didn't wrap quite where I ex- expected to go. So I think it's there and it's useful, but I think there might be a little bit of smoothing out to do uh there a little bit Uh, i'm also curious this is i a lot of people uh, that i've talked to that make big complicated code pens don't actually use code pen for the process at least during the authoring they like use something else and ultimately paste it in there is that is that true for you as well and does it start somewhere else or do you occasionally use code pen itself
1: i'm so i'm so used to visual studio that i use that for everything
0: yeah um
1: but if I go on holiday, I use Copen because I take my Chromebook with me rather than something that will Visual your studio work on. So uh, I, once built, I once built a zero-div animation of a sort of, I don't know if it's a girl. It looks a, bit like my, looks a bit like my daughter, but a sort of animation of that walking with no dibs at all. It's wow. just an after on the body class.
0: Just one, thing. yeah. It's just body and before and after, but you don't even need after. And then it's um, box shadows. Ah, uh, yeah, nice.
1: So I that took ages to do all those box shadows. So I did that whilst on holiday, and I used code pen to do that. Although I actually, I actually broke code pen because it's it's too big for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some some profile size limits there. I think that might catch you. So I've had to
1: I've had to link to the css them from into my into my domain from copen which is good copen's so flexible you can do all those kind of things yeah nice
0: yeah that, that makes sense we didn't exactly you know in early days you don't exactly quite expect what what people are going to do with it and <laughs> no. even if we did have this particular guess i'm not sure that we can optimize for the <laughs> css oil painting use case <laughs> Uh anyway that's cool. So the Chrome uh, it's interesting that the the you know VS Code probably will run in your con- Chromebook these days with that like whatever VS code.dev oh, yes. and stuff. Yeah.
1: Uh, code does. I don't use, I use actual Visual Studio rather than code. Oh you use actual Visual Studio. Wow, the big daddy. Cool. Uh, but I, I recently I use I use Visual Studio Code if I need to search for anything because the search in Visual Studio is abysmal.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> You'd think they could; they would be on par with all the best features. Well, anyway, that's funny. Well, it was a pleasure to talk to you, Ben. Is there anything else you want to share, point people towards, to have them check out? You are Ivor Jetsky.
1: <laughs> I, I have a Jetsky, on Twitter. yeah. I don't know why I'm called that. It's just something
0: from school, I think.
1: <laughs> just,
0: stuck. Just stuck. I get it. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I'm there.
1: I've put most of my links on all the things. So I'm on Twitter. I'm using on Twitter
0: the most. All right, Ben Evans on Twitter and CodePen at EvorJetski. And the website is tinydesign.uk. But but as Ben says, it's it's old. Everybody's website is old. <laughs> All right, take care. It was a pleasure to talk to you, Ben. Thank you very much.
1: Seven, six, zero, three, one, eight.